0: Hello and you're all very welcome. We explain my mental health podcast, episode number 33, with myself, David O'Connor. Thanks very much for listening. If you're new to the podcast, you're very welcome. If you've enjoyed the podcast of previous episodes, please do get in touch with us on my Instagram as performance underscore doc. Any comments, feedback, any suggestions as should, what I should discuss on the podcast going forward, greatly appreciate it. So thanks very much. Now I'm delighted to be joined by my third, ever, my third guest on the podcast, I've previously had Arla Swan, who was on with me last week, and I also had Nathan McAloon who runs the Lad Voice page a couple of weeks ago as well, so uh, a bit closer to home this week, We're sticking within The Shells family, I'm delighted to be joined by Shauna Cook.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, very welcome. Thanks for giving up your time on a Monday evening and a week before Christmas. Sure, what else would you be doing?
1: Exactly, no football for me anymore. So looking yeah. for these kind of things.
0: Staying myself, fit. Yeah, no football. <laughs> good excuse to have a cup of tea and a chat. Exactly. So. Nothing Sh- better. Yeah, Shauna, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I mean, it's been a transition. This is my first year not playing um, or not being involved as such. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting year all around work, life, sport.
0: I'm gonna start with that because I remember the last time we chatted with you, we were we didn't talk. We were watching the girls were playing, and yeah. me and you were kind of chatting quietly about football. And the us were kind of saying, like, you know, people sort of think we're football mad, but there's more the life kind of. And yeah. I was asking, did you miss it? And at the time, you were saying you didn't. Is it still the case when you look back in the year? Have you missed it?
2: Yeah,
1: do you know what I I like? I don't miss the playing side of it, and the reason why I don't is not because. I fell out of love with it. Um, the last season I played, I personally had a tough season. Um, myself on and off the pitch, but um, it was more just along the lines of I kind of always wanted to go out on a while well, I I I thought I was playing reasonably okay. I never wanted to be that player that people are going, oh jeez, just retire now, you know, she, it's just stop She's forty nine. Yeah, still yeah. Playing, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um the like i went off to india at the end of last season and and it just kind of felt right um what i didn't really anticipate was uh like how much i relied on it to sustain friendships um which was difficult because you get used to seeing some you know people that you've kind of seen for a long time um and i'm not a big texter or whatsapp or anything like that so like i missed that side of not being in the whatsapp groups like i, I wouldn't be very active in them but just the banter, the laugh, and, you know, then, you, like, it. you kind of realise um, how bad... Like, I realised how bad I was with communication, and um, so it kind of forces you to kind of make more of an effort, and uh, so it was that side of what I miss more. Like, the dressing room after games, you know, the banter, and um, just the laugh.
0: And it always struck me from kind of outside looking in. You seemed like a very tight group as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, myself, Rachel, Rebecca... Noel, Pearl, Siobhan, like Siobhan kind of obviously left um, to to focus on other things, but we kind of had a core group, um, you know, even when Niamh Burke was there, like we, we played for many years together, Walch Walsh, um, Sean and Newman, like for many years together, um, and there's even some of the girls we a lot closer as a group than I would be with them, you know, and um, we still have a WhatsApp group, uh, kind of an old Rohini one, and, yeah, I think that was kind of the foundation, like that was brought to shells, like, and I think that was kind of what, kind of made shells successful, was uh, having that bunch of players there that kind of had that um, respect for each other, like, you know, you, you know, you were walking out into the pitch with with someone that had your back.
0: Um, it's great for younger players as well. I think come, if you come up, yeah. Well, I suppose. Well, if you look at, you, you might think you might have somebody coming up, maybe a bit intimidated by that, but I think when you see. That commitment and your attitudes towards what you're trying to achieve. I think it's great for young players, and they're saying, these actually know what they're about. Like, yeah. You say you've done it all. Do you know I mean, you've played in lands down, you've won everything, and then you just have to swap yeah, black yeah. and white for red. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, it was difficult. To, I know, you know, I wasn't there when the transition happened, um, but, you know, like, it's very hard going from a club that kind of is in your blood. Like, you know, um, Rahini was a very communi- community community. Oriented club like so, it was back back to the clubhouse, and um, you know it didn't kind of have the the bells and whistles of shells like the stadium or the you know the kind of the history as such. But uh, there was definitely the foundations of kind of a great team there, Um so I definitely think shells gained a lot yeah. um, when the girls arrived and when I stepped in. And um, there was the players <coughs> there was, like the Alex Cavaness, the Leanne's um who had their own little kind of friendships as well, Kate Mooney Lynn. um but I think being that age, like you you need to you need to kind of somebody to afford you to be selfish when you're on the pitch and the older girls can do that, you know. Um you you can be a younger player and go out and do what you want when you have an older player there to rein you back in when you need it.
0: Yeah, it's funny that because I like I stopped playing at I think I was twenty five, which is yeah. I was still and I just—I didn't enjoy it. Like, yeah, just—and I took everything so personally yeah. down. It could yeah. be somebody just,
2: Baby, yeah,
0: you're not doing your job, like yeah, yeah.
2: Like,
0: oh. <laughs> you yeah. want to cry, like but I just get really angry and yeah. frustrated and all. It just yeah. really didn't suit me, which is why I started coaching. Yeah, I had to control yeah. that emotion and yeah. I felt that role of responsibility. And particularly with younger players, like you say, you're trying to teach them principles yeah. and show them a way, but. Definitely with the social side of it, when I stopped playing, like obviously the level I was playing, it was brutal. Like, <laughs> say it was my mate who was picking me up here every Saturday, but before I was in the car, yeah. you'd ask what was the best part of the day. It was the car journey, do you know that way? Like, and mm-hmm. then the way home, obviously, if you were beaten, you were going through everything and yeah. bleeding, bitching, and everything. Yeah. Four hour ones in the car, like, but. It was
1: that, sh- sharing the highs and the lows, uh, you know?
0: But you're right, and I think, like you're saying about that group that you had when you was meeting 20 years or whatever you'll still talk about it
1: definitely yeah yeah it's we like it's we've something arranged now for this weekend coming and like the likes of katie coming home from from England and you know like y- you can even see it in Katie like I think she's a prime example of of um the of what kind of we had at that stage because like a lot of players will go off to England and kind of just forget where they've come from what they've done the kind of people that helped them. Um, but but Katie uh is a prime example of somebody who, who didn't. Um and you can tell that like that group mean a lot to her. She makes the effort when she comes home and you know, um the the group is always quite active and I think that's important, like, you know, to kind of have it's 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 something that, you know, football will always be there, whether you're a coach or a supporter or a, a player, whatever it may be, like you can always have some kind of involvement but it's the kind of the moments that you you kind of don't think about when they're happening that you go I'll never I'll never have that again, you know. And I had the moment um, being the Aviva for the final, yeah. Uh, and I I was stood there and you're watching the teams coming out in the stalls. We're like, I'll never I'll never know what it's like to be on that red car that red carpet mm-hmm. again. You know that kind of little those things.
0: You uh, only see on telly, like yeah. You yeah.
1: know you'll never have that feeling again. Yeah,
0: um, so, and it's amazing even. Like you mentioned, Leanne, like for Horse to score a hat trick in a cup final in the Aviva, yeah. Like you, imagine that conversation for Horse. Like you say, saying, 30 years. Like yeah. how many Irish players that have scored a hat trick? Yeah, at yeah.
1: Home? I know, and she's Leanne's one of the most humble girls in will meet. Like she, she'll come up to you straight after a game for advice. Um, she's she's a, a great person off the pitch. Our family are lovely, and um, they keep her very level-headed. Uh, and she's just one of those people that you really want to see doing well because she does deserve it, you know, and she's a hard worker. Um, She knows our our, our weaknesses, and I think that's very respectful, Um, being a a young one. I think when I was her age, I was probably a bit more cocky than anything else. a bit more
0: brash, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
1: but she'd be the first to come (coughs) up and kind of ask you what she could do better, and, um, you know, even before she was gone, like, she took time out of kind of her her day to, to thank me um for the help I've given her and I thought I really respected her for that, you know and yeah,
0: it's little things like that, you will yeah, remember,
1: isn't yeah, it? Yeah, We've, yeah, definitely.
0: remember the first time I saw her was was actually I think we were playing it was a, actually it was against Wexford. It was a Wednesday night game, I think I think we were finished training and we we all had, we all went down then and remember she was playing up front. I don't think she scored, but I remember just saying, like, Jesus Christ, yeah. the pace of that girl. It was like Jamie Vardy. like. There's yeah. the only way, it was, whoever I was watching with, it was like, she's unbelievable. Because yeah. I think at the time, Leicester were yeah, the top yeah. of the league. It was quite topical. We were like, that's what you nickname was. It was yeah. Jamie Vardy playing up front there. But yeah, yeah. it's incredible like, to make that switch as well. And I think she's done yeah. quite well, to be fair to her. Like, yeah. So good timing to be going yeah, away as well.
1: And definitely, I think for her, like um, going from... You know, very tight knit family f- from Cavan. Um, to making that big move t- to London um, was a massive gamble for her, and um, I think it's been great. She's come on like what Leanne needed to work on was our technical side of our game, um, and to get probably a bit more composure in front of goal. Uh, in in the league here, you can get away with being maybe a bit of a one trick pony, but going over there, um, you know, like I've I've kind of. You know, I look out for Katie and her as the weeks go on and you can see she's more technical, she's more composed. Um, some of her touches and how she's playing uh, passes is now, like she's got a real brain for it now.
0: It's essentially full-time coaching as well, I think. Definitely, it probably, yeah. It would help that. Yeah, but yeah. I think physically she looks, you can see she looks a bit stronger as yeah. well, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's maturing as well.
0: Yeah. You know. Um. Just, I suppose, relevant to what, obviously what this podcast and that is about, like, but talk about the commitment to the game
2: particularly yeah. over
0: here and I suppose with your experience with the women's game do you think do you think it's respected maybe what you've put into the game do you think it's maybe valued a bit
1: yeah 100% like I think um, there's, a, there's a lot that's gone on recently with the FAI and you know before that with the women's national team and even with the, like I've heard a lot about the men's league here like Dundalk only getting this amount and that but like the one thing that people aren't talking about is the women's league um and the guys even that play in the their Tristy League here, like they do get compensated and they are reasonably well looked after. Like um the girls like with shells, like I oh, you know them girls are train three nights a week, two hours, um and then the majority of them would be doing their own bits another two or three days. Um you take someone like Noel Murray, who's probably out from half five in the morning um you know working away and then going to the tra-
0: chamber classes yeah, yeah but
1: then going and then training that night um and then you've got your game on the weekend like you, you're sacrificing a lot like your life and it's it's difficult and um, and I I don't think I don't think they get the respect and um, when I was playing you know there's you're going into work after a hard match on a Saturday or Sunday you know you're you could be limping around or hobbling You're you're chasing up physios and um. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You're, you're out of pocket. Like I definitely was. Um. And I. You know, I always had a, a decent job, so I always thought about the girls that maybe were in students or, you know, yeah. interns <clears throat> or, you know, recent graduates. Like I often wonder how they they yeah. dealt with it.
0: Well, I even just from my own experience with with the force team. Like I I did four years, okay. and. I did it out of love. Do you yeah, know the way? Yeah. It wasn't okay. Oh, grand! Like I'm paid yeah. okay today. Like, but I, I always give the example. Uh, Finn Harps away is the one I'll always talk about. Yeah, it's just obviously the the longest journey we would have had in Division One. If that was that was on a Friday, <clears throat> so for me that was a case of being up like six in the morning. Yeah, walk as quick as you can. You're spending the morning. You know, you're ramming a sandwich down your yeah. throat. You're checking your watch every two minutes, and you're trying to get the Talga Park for half twelve. So you're getting a whole day's work done yeah. in a short period of time. You're getting on the bus, you're doing a four or five hour journey, you're stopping yeah. for your food, you're up there, most likely, being thin halves away, you don't you don't always get a result, yeah. you know. And then you're coming home then. I know for me I gen I usually had two or three of the lads in the car with me that I had to drop home. Yeah. Suddenly then you get home it's three in the morning, you're like that, oh, I've just done a twenty one hour day, yeah. like, you know, and I'll always give that example when people talk, about, oh, the league is rubbish and all this. Like, no, no, like, you can't begrudge, lads, a <laughs> couple of quid for that. Like, you can't. And then, as you say, you've some, you could have some young fella going up, sitting, doesn't even get into the squad that night. Yeah. Just hold to watch the game and the stand. Yeah. Like, that's I'm not saying... I don't really sound like the, I'm making it sound like the game is a penance, Do you know, the way yeah. it shouldn't be. You should be able to enjoy it. But it, I think there is... It is something that I think people on the outside need to yeah. appreciate because they say so much about guard players... Yeah, and what they oh they give it all yeah. for free and this that and the other like you know it's the same thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's because of the Premiership people have this kind of materialistic, dreamy kind of conception of football having all this money and people <coughs> kind of being big time charlies. Um, and like to be honest, there's a bit of that creeping into the game now as well. Mm. Um, but I think like a lot of people that will say the league here, whether it's the women or the men, is, is bad. Um, I think they're people that don't go to games. They're the ones that...
0: Sitting on a bar still. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like,
1: um, for me, like, I grew up on Friday Night Football, whether it was Tolga or or, uh, Bowles Daily Mount. um, And, like, it's not just about the match. Like, I've often sat and watched Premiership Games and... I've, often, I've I've actually looked at it and gone, if them two teams are playing in the front garden, I wouldn't
0: open the curtains. I'm full of curtains, and yeah. It's, it's, well, you're yeah, missing out it's exactly what you said at the start about what you have with the girls. Like, it's the social yeah. side to it. Yeah. And again, look, like, I was saying this to Nathan, who was on with yeah. us, he's a big bowls fan, and he was saying about how it's a big family thing for him. Yeah. And again, look, I know like, all my friends yeah. are shells. I met them in the early 90s, yeah. and we're all like that still. Yeah, yeah. You know, it,
2: It's just a...
1: The it's the whole like event of it. It's that day, you know, organising what time we're gonna to go to the game. It's getting there. It's the atmosphere, chanting the people, you know, the music, the, 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 like. You can't be a, a life,
2: chip, life curry spot, chips,
0: yeah, the curry you chips. Days, I don't know. <laughs> no, <you're> right, <laughs> little, diet of yeah, whatever. no you're right or whatever that little thing is. That yeah, you're, yeah. And I know like, yeah. for the stage I'm at now, like is he's three, so he's still a bit too young. Yeah, but. I'm hoping maybe next year like I could finally get him down to a yeah. Friday night match. Like I'll bring him down with the whenever I can, like if yeah. there is a Saturday like say the girls are playing yeah, yeah. nine games or something, I'll bring him down like am dying to get the scarf on him and
2: yeah.
0: ruin his life. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it, like. Um I promise you the start is so we're not gonna spend an hour talking <laughs> about football and the first thing we do is gone fifteen <laughs> minutes full on talking about football. Um but it's relative, like you say, we're talking about commitment and that that's a mental commitment as well. Yeah. Um, talk about maybe a bit of what you've seen about that kind of, I suppose, the stress of those on people in the game. Yeah. Um, and again, like just the importance of taking that step away to look after yourself. Like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I've probably, like, now, I, like, hindsight is a great thing. Um, I look at a lot of my injuries and the, the tough times and now as being great life lessons um, but when they were happening they didn't feel like that. Um, I I was very unfortunate in terms of, uh, I had a lot of injuries um, and they seemed to kind of, I, I suppose like t- t- you know they say things happen in three years, like so, um, I think you know coming through playing football and whether it was an injury or being away from home or just things like the the stress of um, of of trying to, to to kind of be the best you could be, um, and then towards the kind of latter stage of playing, it was the stress of trying to balance work, you know, kind of relationships, life, and then football. Your, your and,
0: life is at a different stage then. Yeah. Th- than when you you started playing yeah, football, yeah. yeah like your life. F-
1: football's kind of <coughs> at the centre, and your stress is like more related to like am I performing well, like being in the Ireland team, like staying injury free, that kind of stuff and that's all you have to worry about. Um and then, you know, I got to kind of the later stage and that didn't feel like so much of a worry. It was more to do with the like that, like getting up at six o'clock, um, and you so know just getting
2: through your day. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and then I I had the last injury, the ruptured ligaments like um, you know, constantly like when I wasn't playing like hobbling and taking diving like there's now tomorrow. Um,
0: That was a pretty bad injury that was the tackle was it? Yeah yeah. yeah um, that, was a, that wasn't a great one in fairness was no, it? No no. Um, uh, what sort of just I remember saying that like and thinking mm. Jesus is she going to be all right like yeah, it, it yeah. just saying to be a pretty bad one whatever way you got it like yeah that was probably your last in- injury as such was it?
2: Yeah definitely and then
0: um, what kind of psychological did that? Did you feel the? How would I say that? Was there a, a different feeling with that one? Just because you were a little bit older? Did you think um yeah. maybe not gonna come back from yeah. this one as strongly as I have in previous years?
1: Yeah, I was fortunate enough like Sean Mar was coaching us, um, and uh, it was a fu- it was a bit of a funny game to be honest. because like, I was playing centre half with Rachel, and he would be my best friend, and. Uh, like, we were Mark and Amber and kind of that was our job and we thought we'd done quite well at half-time. Like, in and Sean had to head off the two of us. Um, and I always say, like, I think I was playing well, but, like, he kind of had to give out to both of us because he didn't want to upset Rachel because she, yeah. you know, she wasn't playing as well as me. Um, now she, she'd there. kill me by saying that she would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I we went back out and kind of... Um, so the season before that, I actually had decided to... I. I texted Sean and said, "I, we, you know, we had won the treble, like we, and at the end of the season, he had said i um, 'I'll text everyone, let me know if you're in for next season.'" And I actually texted, I'm, "I'm out." Finished
0: on a hole. Yeah,
1: and I'm, I met him and, and and Mark at the time, and they were saying like, won't, "like you can't like the Champions League um, is happening, and you know, like we you need to give us another one." Um, so I kind of reluctantly committed to it. Um, I thought I was going to pull back a bit. like, um, And, yeah, I suppose these things happen. Um, you go into a game, like, I, I'm not going to say it was a freak accident or anything like that because I, I do still believe she intentionally went out to do it. Um, and I've had that conversation with the player. But uh, she's she's a young girl who, who I think made a mistake. Um, and, yeah, like, I think something like that uh, it's never kind of nice to have on your on your CV. You'll always be remembered for t- things like that. But um, I met with Alan Bourne in the Beacon. And uh, it was about three or four days after happening. Swelling hadn't gone down. Like, it was really bad. I couldn't move. I, I actually couldn't move my toes. Um, and he sent me up for an ultrasound, an MRI, an X-ray. And he was like, I'm going to get the cast prepared. um and at that stage, I was like, "Oh, I don't need this with work. Like, yeah. you know, I can't <coughs> so afford." You're saying that's yeah.
0: It's not. Oh, you have to get back for the Ireland squad. It's, yeah. you have to get back to work and earn yeah, money. Like, yeah.
1: And yeah. um, I came back down, and he said, "Listen, there's no break." So he said, Do "You want the good news or the bad news?" I said, "Well, give me the give me the the uh, the good news." He said, uh, "The good news is." Um, he said something along the lines like, "The good news is you have two choices." The bad news is there's no break. And I was like, there's no break. What could possibly be worse than mm. that? Like, and he went, you ruptured the ligament. It's gone. Um, so my choices were um, surgery. And he said, you'll probably be out for 9 to 12 months. Um, we'll put pins in. And then you'll just do rehab and come back after that. Or you'll we'll basically... Put you through intense physiotherapy, Um it's a lot. It's a bit slower, a lot more intense. You'll have to do maybe three, four days a week, um, and your ankle will have to be completely taped. You might need cortisone injections, um, and I went for that option because I was older and I didn't have twelve months to give. Mm. Uh, if I was younger, I probably would have went for that. Um, but it took me some time to think about it, uh, and it happened at the end of the season, so all the girls had finished playing and kind of gone off and we had their off season and I was spending every night I think between when it happened around September time or something like that um until pretty much the next season and um, I had two days off Christmas Eve and Christmas Day every other day I was I was doing two or three hours in the pool in the gym um, and that was hard because it was on me own Rachel came with me um, a few times but yeah, at that stage, I was like, I needed to get back for the next season.
0: As hard as that was, is there was there a lesson in that for you, because you obviously stuck with it.
1: Yeah, um,
0: maybe a bit of headspace with that was there, or was it was it up and down, or what way was it?
1: It was tough. I, I'm sure it was difficult to be around. Um, I think, I think because like th- with that injury happening at that stage in my career was a blessing, um, because I'd, I'd had some serious injuries before that, broke my foot, fractured my face, all kind of strange injuries. Um, and what they helped me kind of learn is as I got older like was, it's only football. Um, and there's a lot more goes on outside. And uh, So when I kind of got to that stage, I was like, I want to come back for another season, but if I don't... It's not the end
0: of the no, world. No,
1: like I'll be disappointed and I'll probably always look back a bit disappointed, but there's a lot. I've got a lot of other stuff going on for me. That's great, and mm. um, I'm I'm happy it happened now and not when I was younger. You
0: know, I've had with a friend of mine he who's he's had a similar thing with his his ankle. He had the surgery done with the ligament were pulled back across. Yeah, wrapped up, stitches, can to do, it, and I it didn't walk. Yeah, he would go back and do it. Yeah, and yeah, like that. Now he's, I think he's a bit younger than me, but like great player, but yeah. Similar enough, he's he's two kids, he's saying now, oh, yeah. look, it's not even about getting back to football, it's about me can yeah. I go out the back garden and play football with my son. Yeah, do you know yeah. that way? Like you yeah. as you say, you sort of think
2: yeah. a
0: little bit beyond like
1: Yeah, it is, it's it's it takes time and I think as well, like you, as you get older I think you just get a bit you do get a bit more wiser and see things in a different way.
0: Now mm. No, you're right, the perspective changes a bit and priorities. Like again, I know I'm going to give another Finn Harps example here. If you remember last year, we played. Do you remember we played Drahat in the playoffs? Yeah. And we were down to nine men after. Yeah. If My God, it was just the most bizarre, you know, football I've ever experienced. Yeah. It was life. very
1: shelving.
0: Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1 nil up from the first leg. How can we mess this up? <laughs>
2: Hold my beer. Wow, yeah.
0: Well, uh, uh, well, yeah, nine men after 25 minutes. And you're thinking, like, oh, my God, like, what? And then the boys who stayed on, like, just yeah. were incredible. Yeah. Went the Penhouse, beating on Penhouse. You're like, for oh,
2: Jesus' yeah.
0: sake. And it was heartbreaking, but yeah. that's not my point. It was, that was, I think that was a Monday, right? Had we a won that, on the Friday, we were into the next round to play away to Finn Harps on yeah. the Friday, right? That was my son's birthday. Yeah. It was Jace's birthday. The whole lead up to that drop of the game, all I could think of was... Like if we win tonight, I'm missing my son's birthday yeah. for a football match. Like when you say that out loud, yeah, it's like I felt awful. Yeah,
1: like, internally though, it's different because yeah.
0: you, you're. Well, yeah, look, you you know, yeah, you'd miss the match tomorrow. Yeah, but,
2: yeah. yeah. What's the
0: biggest game we could have? Now, look, yeah. it never became a problem because we yeah. were bloody beaten. But that's what was in my yeah. head going into that game. I was thinking, like, Jeez, like, how am I gonna bring this up at home? <laughs> like, listen, yeah. I won't be here on Friday. <laughs> 'cause I'd be up in Donegal. like yeah. but you're right, like you might say that to a younger player or a younger version of me. Yeah. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like get up to the match. Yeah. You know, but like that was torn in my stomach thinking yeah. like oh, it,
1: it does, I miss yeah. that
0: like so like you say, look I'm I'm over a year now with football now and I haven't there hasn't been a moment like where I'm like, oh I'm doing I need to get back into it Because like, yeah. I know that I've more important things to to yeah. hold on to. Yeah. You know, and that that's and Johnny yeah. Watson said it to me. Um, Johnny wouldn't be shy of a word. No, I was about to say. No, he wouldn't and in fairness to him, he said this to me when Jace was due, like when Jace was being born, yeah. he told me he was like, Do not let this club go ahead, be yeah. forced ahead of your son. He says, Don't yeah. he says, I've done it and He's real honest, he was yeah. like, I've done this He yeah. said, Don't let that be the case which yeah. he says, It's more important than Now, I don't think I ever would have, but it was lovely to yeah. actually
1: I have somebody yeah. say
0: that from an older person, yeah. like,
1: but, um, I I I think you do. Like when, when I think back now, like of the sacrifices I made when I was younger, um, yeah, like just little things. Like I never had a deb's. Do you know, just those little things, like I was talking to somebody about oh, the other day. I
0: was day. to go with me there, you I was afraid of girls, yeah. Were Yeah, I was known to bring. And I actually ended up boiling Ireland while playing Croatia that night. I yeah. even went to the match instead. Poor the Yeah, poor the sickie of knowing. Where'd you go? In my head, I don't know yeah, yeah. Head, oh, I don't yeah. the girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like,
1: it's just those little things that like, you know, like a, a school holiday. Do you know what I mean? Like, I never had that, Um the, yeah, some family parties, you know, like, I, I was away when, you know, for a, a, some of the period when, when my sister had uh, her baby and um, it was tough, you know. Uh, and now when I look back, I'm like, oh, jeez, I'd never do it now at this stage mm-hmm. of my life. But back then, like, I was, I was, like, so focused um I would have given up anything um, for football, you know. And I think as well, like for me coming out the end of the last season, like uh, I'd kind of looked at everything, and I was like, you know, I've, I I I've done it. like I don't see myself as being very talented. Like I was hard working, and I surrounded myself with really good players. Like I was lucky, you know. I played with Olivia O'Toole, Noel Murray, Kate, Kate Taylor, Silborn, and when I was over at Arsenal, you know, I was under the mentorship of people like Alex Scott, Kelly Smith, Faye Why. Rachel Yankee, Neil Fahey, Emma Bourne, like, I, I was very fortunate, um and, I was kind of like, I've pretty much done everything I can, from, my ability, mm. Um and, I'm looking at some of the younger girls, and I had a, a hit, I felt guilty at times, in the, kind of the last season of playing, because, there was players that were 21, 20, 19, and 18, sitting on the be- bench, so I could play, and for me, I felt really bad um, because I was thinking, like, I've had my time. Like, why, why am I doing this? Like, um, You know, and, like, I played right back and Southerly and Craven. She's an exceptional talent. Um, I think she's very underrated. Uh, she's, you know, her physical fitness is brilliant. Um, she's, again, needs to work on some bits and pieces. But, like, there was times when Lynn was sitting on the bench for me to play. And in my head, I was like, this isn't right.
0: I've well, had I, I think there's integrity in that, though, because you're being, you're being honest. Yeah. How many players would be like, fuck that, I'm playing?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, do you know what I mean? I, yeah, it's, it's not in my nature. Like, yeah. it's, I'm very much a team player. No, um, right,
0: I know it's not in your nature, yeah, yeah. because I know you, and I yeah. know it's not. What I'm saying is the game in its entirety, it yeah. is in its nature, because yeah, it no, is a very selfish sport. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I, I was very lucky to... I had great... Um, kind of older players role models like I uh, read an article recently from Claire Scanlon like um that was in I think it was the forty two E A. and like Scano was just an incredible person and uh, you know there was other players there as well like Kelly Smith is the same at Arsenal like just you learn the importance of being humble and being honest and thinking of it as a as a team sport and you're not at the centre things Um and I've always had that when I walk into a dressing room it's not about like what I get from the dressing room, it's what I I can give. Yeah. Um, so if that's like I sat in the dressing room for a lot of time beside Rachel and, and Alex, um, and I find the kid brilliant. Alex is just she's a great talent, she's a great person off the pitch. Um, I've never met someone so in love with the sport, um, as her. Um and yeah, like the likes of her and Lynn and Jesse and Emily Wayne and like I I always thought like what can I give them, you know? and it's funny because you know, I'd, I'd always be there to try and give them advice on the pitch to kind of all, also be the voice of reason or keep them into the shape. But at the end of the season, then I realized I actually gained more
0: Yeah. from them Without than even realizing the problem. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: So, talk about I mean, we're sitting here like two old fogies, like, you <laughs> yeah. Know, oh, yeah, football, you know, like, so maybe just because. I mean there's a lot of positives to it and yeah. well, obviously like, Jesus Shells has given me such a great life like, yeah. as I say. the likes of my friends the places we have been to like you know the European trips and all like, yeah. incredible like just places I never would have been to yeah. and like my my favourite memory with Shells which is this is very Shells actually was the, the Rangers game yeah in Prenton Park yeah with Trina loop for half an hour let to go yeah. it was 5-3 like vintage yeah, Shells yeah. as you say like like, I was at that, he was 14. Yeah. I have never experienced anything like it, the yeah. noise and all, like, like, when, where would you experience, do you know what I mean? I like, it was just Like, I watched that video, like, for years afterwards, hoping it would change, like, you I know.
1: know. We still get the goosebumps. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's amazing, like, and it's funny because when, when Owen was in, Owen was in charge, Liam Kelly was the assistant, yeah. and Liam played for Shells, and he played in that game, he came on as a sub, like, and, Liam, he had a real healthy respect for shells. He just always oh, said it like he was only there for like a year and a half, two yeah. years, but they treated him so well, and I think he was very happy to come in as an assistant. Yeah. like But I often spoke to him about the game. Like, and even he was like just sitting on yeah. the bench. Yeah. Like,
2: like, I know. Just like yeah.
0: But was, uh, sorry, that's me completely random. Um.
2: Sorry. What I
0: wanted to ask you was. Like you've mentioned, just what you've experienced. Talk about your highlights. Like when you look back, what is? The, it's probably hard to pick one. I'd say, but just from the game, what is the highlight?
1: Um, like I've had unfortunate because I've had a lot. Um, you know, um, I I scored on my debut for Arsenal. Um, that was an incredible feeling. Um, and the girls made me feel really special. Um, that was kind of a moment I'd never forget. Uh, playing for Ireland. Um probably my proudest moment of that was um I'd kind of taken a break when I came back. I just lost the love of it, kind of after being in England and come back and Jerry McDermott kind of uh was involved with Raheane and with my dad and they you know, kind of were like, just you know, f- you know, we'll get you if I can fit again and uh, I was lucky to get the call then it was I said Sean Bourne had come in and I was playing really well and um, and I got the call um from Sue uh to come back in and um went off to a training camp in Cyprus and then uh, just playing in in as much as as I'm not a Rovers fan at all uh, even pains me saying the name of playing in Tala uh, on on front of family and friends and um i had a bit of an impact on the game uh that was that was an incredible feeling like um and then for me like it was just the it was a real emotional day, um, like the Wexford Shells uh cup final. and um, like when when I look back on the scoreline, um I don't really enjoy and because I I respect the girls that play for Wexford, they were going through a very difficult time. So um like I didn't enjoy winning that game so much. Um I wanted it to be a battle. Um, like one of the things I found really hard was like I really respect and she's a great friend of the pitch, Kylie Murphy. Like seeing seeing how much that hurt her to be in the stand, like I it's hard to enjoy those moments but at the end of the game, um I just remember standing on the pitch and crying, um, because the last time I had the opportunity to be there, uh I was actually dropped from Rahini um by uh, Terry Everson so that Was heartbreaking and uh, Rohini were like my club. Like, mm. um I didn't get on with Terry, If he'd, he'd have no problem with me saying that. Uh, that's football,
2: though, isn't it's it? It's
1: football, yeah. yeah when I look back, like,
0: I've yeah. a long list of people who've been yeah, like yeah. me, and vice versa. That's, yeah, I mean, that's the nature of it.
1: I respect him, um, you know, and like it is what it is, uh, but you know, I. I remember being there that day and watching and watching my mates and I was so happy they won but like my heart was broken and um, because Raheini was my club, like that's what I felt. Um and getting there with Shells and being out on the pitch for me it was just it took a lot of hard work to to, to spend two years, two and a half years out of football. Um and then I invested everything in getting fit again and coming back and um, being out on the pitch that day with Rachel and Eve Rebecca, Noel, Siobhan, Pearl, uh, it was just really emotional and for me I look back on that. Um not so much the, the score line but being there with them. Um I struck up a great friendship with Gloria Douglas who came from the States to play for us as well and um, it was just it was just a moment of us being out on the pitch like and I just felt so happy.
0: Somewhere. Amazing achievement yeah. that whole season, looks just incredible. I mean, yeah, touched on it a little bit before, like so.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it,
0: like the way you're, you're sorry to go across yeah. your humility is incredible. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling sorry for the opposition because they've lost 5 ill, Like, but that's yeah. no, but seriously, cause you don't hear that, Do you, know yeah. what I mean? you don't hear footballers saying it. So, yeah. There's but no. you're right for the least. Obviously, is an incredible leader yeah. for that team, like, yeah. I think she holds a lot of it together. Yeah. So, um,
1: it's not like. I've always been a firm believer in like I think it was maybe Arthur Ashe or somebody that said like something along the lines of like, um, you're never playing opposition; you're playing yourself, Mm -hmm. um, and that's the kind of thing I believe in. And I believe when you go out on the pitch, you're playing against your own standards, uh, you know, your own, your own kind of, I suppose, your own um expectations yourself. You're always trying to beat them, you know, and um, I'm not one for gloating or you know, kind of puffing my chest out and being that footballer that struts around. Um and like they've they they're an like they're an amazing team like Wexford, you know, they've they have they are a great team, um, on the pitch, off the pitch. They've like you look at players there, Nicky sinney um, Rihanna, Kylie, you know, Adele Kennedy, like they've just as strong of kind of a bunch as we ha- we ha- had at Chelsea and, you know, that kind of the core unit's still there. and um, so yeah, I'd I'd never take pride in like even sometimes you go down to Kilkenny or like I really respect the likes of Kilkenny. and um, nothing but respect for girls turning it's a hard up week. Job in, week
0: to out. Do that and get hockeyed yeah, every yeah, week like yeah. and, oh, it takes a lot. It does to keep going back. Yeah. You know, um so My um, only issue with it is this is probably a topic for another another day. Like I, I just think that could be more done for them, yeah. um, as a club. Yeah. I just think the setup is wrong. Yeah, yeah. That that's my only issue. But yeah. for the girls themselves, like, am sure, most of them are traveling down yeah. from Dublin or whatever. Like, yeah. it, that's they keep going back yeah. for that. It,
1: I, I think what people don't realize on Twitter as well is like a lot of those girls and um, are younger players that maybe are not getting in at other clubs. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you are younger and you are not playing you you kinda of don't want to sit in the bench, you go to young somewhere players. like Kilkenny to play. And um, they're not and you know, it's it's tough as a young player, like don't get me wrong, I think there's a big lesson in it to go out. Like I'm not saying a big lesson in going out and losing every week, but you do start to realise um, you know, when you're a younger player and you're in a, a team like Shelburne and you're looking at players and you think, Well, I should be playing you know, mm. because um, I've come through the under-17s or 19s and we won the, the under-13s All-Ireland and the under-14s All-Ireland and I was the player of the season. Um, and you get to the Shell senior team and it, you kind of feel like it's a rite of passage, but it's not.
0: Mm. You have um, to earn it. You, I've, uh, I've, I remember having a conversation with one particular player who, like that, had a really successful schoolboy career. Yeah. Um you know, a couple of years international, new yeah. year Caps comes through, not getting the game, this, that.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, this is a load of things out of here. And I just pulled them aside. And, yeah. Because I was that guy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was the yeah. fella who was listening. I'll have a chat with you, like. Yeah. And I remember just saying to him, like, look, yeah. you could be, you're 18. Like, yeah. You could be playing for the next 20 years. Like, yeah. don't walk out now. Yeah. Because you haven't got a sniff after two months. Yeah. It's like, it could take you another two. Yeah. You know, you have to see a big picture here. Like, yeah. And, I think I t right, this is my own opinion, you may disagree. That's the culture of the game here because it doesn't have a culture. Yeah. You're not brought through a system with a club yeah. that teaches you those values. You're brought in from somewhere else to come and play for a force team of yeah. a club you don't know anything about. Yeah. You know, and I remember and again another example and this isn't the fault of the players you'll notice that when you're walking into the dressing rooms in Tolka they have all the pictures yeah. <clears throat> and there's pictures of the league wins the games against Deportivo yeah. and this, that and the other and <clears throat> there was one it's from Lansdowne against Deportivo I'm actually in it Yeah. waving a flag like, <laughs> and I was showing them which is oh, that's me like, and they were yeah. laughing and they were like yeah. that's not I said it is lads look and
2: yeah.
0: what game was that and like, yeah. we played Deportivo yeah. in the Champions League and they were like what like, yeah. When was that? Like, I never heard of it. Like, cause obviously you're only yeah. seventeen, eighteen. Like, yeah, you know, you yeah. would have been only kids. Yeah. But little, like, your day should be coming in now and that. One hundred
1: percent. I and like I've, um, like when being at Rohini, like we had a lot of players that were there for the team, and I, I, I'm so fortunate to have come through, and have learned that, and it was ingrained in me because. And I was happy that I was sad that Rohini went, and but there was a part of me that was happy that was Shelburne, because, like you, I grew up in the stands there and hoping one day that I could, you know, wear the jersey and be out in the pitch and, um, yeah, because like I always say it, like um, I'm from Kilkenny, like we didn't have uh, Sky Sports, so like for me, my Wembley was Talca Stadium, um, and. I think it's so important that you've got that level of passion for the club you play for like um and it's not important when you're winning cuz it's so easy it's so easy to be happy and everything's going well and turn up and train you're training well you're coming you're coming off the back of five nil six nil games and everything's going well but the real test of I think true players and teammates are the ones that are turning up after the difficult times um,
0: what's it is it I can't remember who said this. It's one of these famous quotes that does the rounds. it's obviously some sort of Chinese proverb or something, but it's not what you do with win, it's what what you learn from a loss or Yeah. John Covenant McGregor's coach, put his own spin on it. Yeah. Win or learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Win or learn basically, yeah. yeah. So if you're not yeah. winning what are you learn
1: and like, Yeah, and and I I do I think there's I hate to say it but like it's now it's very easy to go like and I, I was listening to a kid like pe- like you know I, I, I go to different games this kid playing in the National League and like hasn't had any imprint on the game yet whatsoever has has had a few international cla- caps and whatnot <coughs> and, um talking about like wanting to go to another club for a change of scenery and
0: it's not a holiday camp no like i think
1: it's it's such a bad like it's such a bad attitude even for parents to to support um because i think like you know when you're at a club like and it's not going well like um they're the moments that make the going good better because you look back and you say like you know you look back and you say to yourself like god we went through all the hardship and difficult times and you, you appreciate then the wins and the good times but if you're just used to going to a club because they're winning you'll never learn that's, anything that's not
0: a good mindset no, to go no. in with that no it's funny you mentioned my parents I was very lucky I only ever coached I only ever coached child under 18s yeah my manager I I the, the weird passages of coaches coach. Like, you know the way most coaches would take like 7s 8s yeah. bring them the whole yeah, way through yeah. like I stayed at 18s ok so every year I had a different squad yeah, and it was great because there were so many personalities, and
2: yeah,
0: it was an interesting time because it was it was that transition. where would you remember the 19s league started? Yeah, so the 18s league was actually still quite strong. Yeah, but then it sort you could see by the yeah. year you were getting yeah, those who yeah. just weren't quite good enough. But Jesus, I walked with some great kids, and yeah. the brilliant thing was like. I'm not saying the parents were neglecting them, but they know at 18 the kid's not going to England. I'm just going to leave them yeah, be, you know. Yeah. But I just tactically, I'm not. I'll hold my hands up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a good coach tactically. Yeah. There's a lot in the game I'll watch, and
2: yeah,
0: I be like what the fuck is going on and I used to this was sitting yeah. on the bench and Kevin Dottard, could when he was the manager would be turning to Johnny Martin telling him this that and the other and I'm there looking saying like
1: how can you even see that what
0: yeah. like I was ball watching my
2: book
0: yeah I, what I'm saying like I know my strengths and I yeah. know the 17 18 year olds I know how to get in his head and make him feel yeah you're fucking shit pal like and yeah. I love that like you ask me, my best memories, like it's yeah. with those groups with 18 year olds, yeah. just trying to give them a little bit of some yeah. principles, basically. Yeah, like you're saying, yeah,
2: yeah. You know?
0: So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to move it on a bit, Sean. All right, no worries, because there's loads I still want to ask you. This is going to be Joe Rogan <laughs> stuff three hours That's like That's all right. <laughs> um, you mentioned it, it's it's sort of relative to what we've been saying about like we talked about getting older, those commitments at work, and yeah. that, um. Talk about your work, right? Not yeah. necessarily what you do on a daily basis, but talk about, I suppose, where you're at now in terms, are you that busy? This time of year in particular, I'm always saying, that, look, it's a fucking mental time yeah. of year. We always seem to be a bit more physically and mentally in demand. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think like, Christmas can be bloody tough for people as well. But just talk about your job, maybe a little bit what, what you do. Yeah. And like that, just how you look after yourself. Yeah. Now that football's mm-hmm. a little bit out of the way.
1: So what I do is I'm a user experience researcher um, in a, a a tech company, um, and the tech company is in clinical research. So I, um, uh, like being from Kulak, uh we never we we rarely had computers unless they were stolen. <laughs> I'm only joking. We never stole a computer, but uh, no, was, I I found computers quite interesting because um, we kind of had the the big ones in school and. Um, I kind of carried that with me. I was probably like yourself never into coach and never really into s- the sport science, um, and it took me a while to kind of find me my niche outside football. And um, my parents always wanted me to stay in education, and um, while I was playing, uh, and I, I just had a natural interest for other things outside football, um, and so yeah, I started to study psychology, and that brought me into other areas, and eventually. Um, I ended up doing what I'm doing now I'm not really big into the what we call in tech back end sort of coding the engineering I like um, the psychology of how people interact with technology um, certainly
0: very topical yeah yeah it's great very it's brilliant relevant.
1: yeah it's brilliant um, and I love what I do like I, I never get a Sunday feeling um, <coughs> but working for a tech company uh, it, I always say it's 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 not a job it's a, it's a lifestyle Um so it's it's busy. Uh, it can it doesn't matter whether it's jan- January or December for me. It's constant. Um, you know, we're, the company I'm in now, like it's kind of gone from what you call a start up to a scale up. And um, so we're starting to get more interest and investment from kind of uh, America and, and other places. It's just
0: like the places you'd see, it could be a start up from UCD, and they're funded for a certain period of time until they yeah so get the, going themselves. I'm really simplifying that. Yeah, but.
1: yeah. Yeah, so the, the founders had a, a previous company and um, sold it on and then decided to they had this idea um, and then they got investment from um, some kind of angel investors and venture funds um, out in the, the US and uh, it's kind of had big growth, um, which is exciting and great, but it's really uh, like... Like you have to really be able to deal with pressure um, and I suppose that's where my sport comes into it and I'm really good at that. You actually spend more time with these people in your job than you do anyone else so um, being a team is really important. Um, you know, you do have a lot of tough days um, and it can feel like you're drowning a lot of the time um, but like, it's brilliant um, to be involved in. I love it, I love the busyness of it. Um, what do I do to stay on top of things Um I'm, I'm a workaholic which uh, isn't good um, and and I, I had a conversation with you before we started the podcast about you said to me you're so busy and I'm saying yeah I, I am busy but I hate using it as an excuse um because I always think it's a bad sign that you don't manage your time right Um but for me uh, my days I go into work in the morning I kind of I think routine is important and um, so I get up early i'm on the bus uh i don't i have a cup of tea before i leave but podcast on when i get into work i i actually take myself away from everybody and i sit and just have my porridge tea and i get ready for the day it's kind of like my transition from not work to work and and i, I kind of work in blocks Um, in, in product you have a thing things called like stand-ups where you kind of meet with the different products that are being developed and um you talk about the plan for the day or the week, and um, where different things are at, and then by the time I leave work, some days it can be five, other days it can be eight or nine and um, some i I tend to bring work with me um I'm that kind of person and um, i I go to the gym then in after work, and I feel like that's my transition then from work to not work
0: that's Um, how you decompress
1: like um, yeah yeah yeah. by the time i go into the gym and i can be thinking about reports or testing or you know something that's happened in work that day or something that i need to prepare for and then by the time i leave it's it's gone and i get home then and it's just basically a shower and then read a bit and yeah i I can vary like go through stages of doing yoga or meditation and but generally my routine is very boring Uh, and i think that's what keeps me kind of it's taken over
0: it's, that's subjective do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like, that's what you do and it works for you yeah, yeah it's all that matters do you know what I mean yeah. like, and it's
1: yeah I think when you've like I, I was fortunate enough to kind of get to a good level in, in football and I think once you've <coughs> you've had that focus um, and that drive to get to the top of something I'm now I feel like I'm kind of in that place again where I've got that hunger now to get to the top of what I'm doing now.
0: It it's interesting, right? And I tell you why because right, as you know, I, I do a bit of running. Right? Yeah. And just a small <laughs> bit. Yeah, just a small bit. A lot of the perception is like I'm an Olympic athlete. Do you know what I mean? Like people think oh, I'm just this. This yeah. guy is unbelievable and
2: but, but, so... but it is.
0: No no but right, hear me out, right? People think oh, he's so mentally tough, everything he does is incredible, right? Yeah, in that scenario, me running like I will run a hundred miles tomorrow yeah. because it's me on my own, yeah. and I'm in control, there's nothing interfering with it, you yeah, know, obviously fatigue, etc. Right, put me into a work situation with pressure, like I cannot handle it, yeah, like I walked. The background of sort of my story of when I hit that lowest point came from me walking in a bank yeah at the time of the recession oh lovely so, yeah picture that like <laughs> yeah. ray crack like
2: recipe for it
0: like i'm not joking see the sunday night fear, like
2: yeah
0: i didn't sleep a wink yeah um, i i can't handle pressure and work yeah i really can't like yeah. and like you said i've been in the same job as we were talking about this yeah. before i've been in the same job eight or nine years yeah. With no progression because it suits me. Yeah. Because I can't push myself forward because I am terrified yeah. of going back to that.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I
0: admire you for being for recognising or finding a way to take that experience in your sport to yeah. put it into your work life and say, Right, I'm yeah. gonna go for this now. Yeah. Like, I've the utmost respect for you because I'm I'm not there yet.
2: Yeah.
0: I yeah. might get there yeah, yeah. but I'm not there yeah. yet and I haven't figured out how to do
1: yeah. it. I think it takes like there's there's definitely like everyone's different um and like there's certainly things that I know I do on a day-to-day in my job that like I definitely not right, you know and um, I'm still learning and um, like I've gone from a highly competitive environment of sport and um, and you know uh the one thing I've had to learn is like sport and especially like for my time in England like um, where I was in positions of you know like highly critical positions you've got to be used to giving criticism and taking it, um, and that's been hard because in the workplace, like, people don't have like, not everyone has that mentality. Of, no one
0: knows how to, not everybody knows how to deal with that
1: exactly, exactly. And that's been a challenge because, um, not just I'm not saying I'd go around slating people because I wouldn't, but even no, no, si- you're
0: right, though. It's about yeah. not ta- you're not being personal, yeah, it's a yeah. professional critique, yeah. But I don't think yeah. people. I'd crumble under that, like, in that, in yeah. that, um corporate environment, like, I would crumble, I, I yeah. just, you can tell in my voice here, like, I ain't getting edgy, even. thinking <laughs> about that, like, <laughs> yeah. sweat pumping yeah, out on me, like, yeah. so, yeah. how do you deal with that, how do you teach
2: yourself to deal with that?
1: Um like, I'm, I'm, I would definitely be a big feeler of imposter syndrome, like, I, I, there's now like, I, I would never hide, like, I would never say, I oh, don't feel like an imposter, like, there's some days where I'm like, what am I doing, you know, but, um. I think what you have to do is like, if you can come to peace with your weaknesses and the things that you need to improve on, um, and you're honest, and you go into to meetings, um, like I know I work very hard, um, I, I never make kind of statements or put things forward, um, that I don't feel like I've you back,
2: yeah I've back researched all, or like, that yeah. I
1: know what I'm talking about, um and it is challenging like when i go in and on um, some some days like, like i i made a trip recently to nashville with the leadership team of, of the company and um, which was very difficult um to go away and have to d- to do that big trip with you know all my superiors but um yeah i think if if like i uh, you just have to kind of what i say is like think about it in in like react like in real terms um so like a lot of the stuff that you're worried about, people aren't even thinking of. Mm. Like I'd be worried, like, oh God, what, what, um, what happens if people think this about me or that? And like, it's actually people don't think a lot, lot about it Too busy thinking the same thing about themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, so I think that's kind of what I do is, and I think as well a big part of it is, uh, and I've learned this like, um, over time as well is, is uh, you actually spend more time listening than talking it can be a more value to you. So.
0: Biggest thing I'm learning on this podcast is when I'm interviewing people, because I know I get excited, <laughs> and I just keep interrupting and talking. I think I'm doing a bit better tonight, <laughs> but you're right. Like, yeah. um, you just sit and listen to people. Yeah, yeah. They'll actually talk more as yeah. well.
1: And, and th- my fail safe then is, if you really don't know what you're talking about, just agree with someone else.
0: Yeah, Not great all. idea, yeah. I think <laughs> she's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, come here, listen yeah. on that now. Just going to take a little breather. Um, We'll fill up in the tea and we'll go again in a few minutes if that's all right. Super. Shauna, thanks for hanging around for part two. No problem. Yeah, little uh, little break. Trip to the, the little boys' room. Sorry. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> um, come here, I'm going to stick with what we are chatting to just about your job, but what I'd like to ask you is Talk about talk. You mentioned about the psychology, technology, that that end of it. Talk about our relationship with technology, because yeah, it's something that fascinates me. Yeah,
1: um, I mean, what I do mostly is uh, I essentially watch people interacting with technology and then kind of make recommendations on it. And um, so, like,
0: how to get them um, more addicted.
2: And
1: that, yeah, well, uh, well, I I try to improve the user experience so um, the. The interesting part, and I always say I have the best job in what I do because um I get to kind of talk to people that are using technology and and um, make it work best for them. But um
0: okay, so you're not just looking at like um oh, what's the word like an algorithm? No. You're actually dealing with people. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That, really. So that's um, a bit more. Yeah.
1: So the the way there's a saying in kind of user research. It's a uh, is if you want to know what people really want um, or what they think about something, don't ask them. So um, you know, people are really brutal for uh, saying, yeah, "Yeah, like I, I want, I'd really like uh, for an app to have this, or I'd really like to do <laughs> that." But when you watch their behavior, it's completely different. Um, Why is that? Is that
0: is an embarrassment thing, or is it uh, a bit? I you think don't it's want just, to offend somebody, or
1: I think it's human nature. Like the worst thing you can ask. Um, is and i don't know you see them everywhere is like you know these like would you recommend us to a friend and most people will say yeah just because it's less hassle than saying no and <laughs> cuz they say no and then they go but why, why you know? yeah you recommended so, me
0: mate
1: like what's yeah. the problem like, yeah so um what i tend to do more is, is watch kind of behaviors and and i kind of will ask questions more about um around uh how people feel um, when they're using apps or websites um what they think is going to happen next? Did they expect that to happen? Um so, what we're trying to do is like eradicate friction points. So we all have apps that uh, we use. um like my one, my one, um, I hate using more than anything is like uh, the Dublin Bikes one. It's the like just most ridiculous app ever. Um like the Dublin Bus app as well. they're, they're not great like user experiences. And um, we order one as well. I absolutely test using this permanent TSB. Um, sorry for anyone that's involved in the uh, oh, look you're the talking.
0: Happens. No, no, that's but you're talking about your experience. Yeah, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah. You're right.
1: Um but there just there's things in those apps like, you know, for example with parent t s b like I I can't transfer money through the app to someone else, you know, you have to go to a desktop to do it. Um
0: You have me thinking now with what apps do I have on my phone and like I'm not I'm really not up to yeah. Like, I have Instagram, I yeah. have actually Ulster Bank, yeah. Which surprisingly, like, when they don't crash, it's actually yeah, fine, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I can do my payments or whatever, yeah. But no, I'm not really big into apps, so
2: yeah,
0: I'm no use to you, really, am I? Yeah, uh,
1: no, every, everybody's a use, like, and people who maybe don't use the app are of more use because I would want to know why, why, okay. Um, you know and it's it, it's going to be a big part of society technology going going forward Um, so it's about kind of creating or harmonizing the experience between technology and and people and um, so I really enjoy it um, it's it's really interesting um, and like there's little habits you know uh, people have or there's things that maybe we've we've become to learn um based on technology like for example you know like, there's a you could say to somebody now from people using apps like Tinder and Bumble, like, people will say, Oh, yeah, like, I wouldn't swipe left on that person. If you said that to someone 10 years ago, they'd be like, What are you talking about? So, you
0: know, you say to yeah. like a 14 year old, you're like a broken record. I yeah. don't know what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so there's things now that have just become so normal. And um, you see, even children, like, I look at my niece, um, and just you know, the how she can actually use a phone, and she knows all the kind of um, kind of finger gestures involved with screen size, and it's 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 incredible to watch. Um, and yeah, it's also uh, it's it's there's a sadness to it as well, cause you know. That's what I was gonna
0: ask you next because yeah. it is it's something that it always comes up on this yeah. podcast. Like it's obviously the like the associations with in terms of mental health with your phone usage or yeah so it's actually to be honest it's nice for you to start that with talking about how it's interesting as opposed to oh it's negative because i'm always saying this like yeah it's not all bad like and people maybe but you, i'm gonna give this as a really morbid example right but say with younger kids so maybe Snapchat generation, I yeah. My parents are like, Oh no, like it's full of perverts and paedophiles, yeah. and that, yeah. Like, perverts and paedophiles existed 50 yeah. years ago. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just unfortunately, there's a bloody another medium here used the news. But, um, I always feel that the, the automatic response when it comes to social media phone use it's always negative, always yeah. so i'm interested now for you to continue that because you started it on that note where it's you said it it's interesting so
1: yeah it is like it's it's got its benefits like i'm not in kind of social media or um things like gambling and that side of it um what i do is i i'm do uh, help create technology for clinical research uh so it's kind of more job related but um you know, I'm also interested in the effects it has on on um, kind of, like, society, especially, like, younger people, millennials. I'm a millennial, but younger than me. Um, I was very lucky that I, f- I felt like my personality and who I was was formed before I had this dependence on technology.
0: So you would have been, me and you were in around the same age. So you would yeah. have been maybe 16 or 17, your first phone.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember getting my first phone when I was going off to England. Me my mum and dad were like, "Right, we'll have to get you one."
0: Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Um, but even then, like, it was just like the most impressive thing I think was like a polyphonic ringtone. You know, um, snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I see now like um a lot of younger people kind of trying to find themselves through social media, like whether it's Instagram or um, you know, there's there's other um, like Snapchat, uh, TikTok's a big one now, or they're, you know, they're, they're kind of trying to, they're trying to find themselves, um, and they do that by mirroring what they see other people doing, like, okay, if, like, Kim Kardashian puts up a product, like, the one thing I find really funny now, right, is, like, people see Instagram, like, I know you've got a business, um, and, and I don't have a business, right, so, like, um, for you, Instagram is important because it's, a, yeah, it's another right. medium. it is,
0: okay. But I would be the first one to say I have to limit my use on it yeah. because it affects my head. Yeah, I, yeah, Because yeah. I compare yeah. myself to others. Yeah. And I, I'm i lucky. My, my control is good. Yeah. I have rules that I have in place. Yeah. I have to keep my head right. Yeah. Because I know, like, I'd scroll through it all day and just... Look yeah. At him. Look, oh, yeah. 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 Life is fucking shit. Yeah. Do you know that way And I think so, I
1: think that's that's important. Like if, if I see people who use it for their business, um, you know, and then other people kind of try to use it for themselves <coughs> as a business, um, which I find strange. Um, but I think the main thing to do is like you know, when I go through this, you know, I work with technology, and I go through, um, especially earlier this year, I had a break up and. You know, I found things quite difficult, and like that, you go into your phone, um, and what I I I done was I kind of I'm good at checking myself and going, okay, I need to get back in control, you know. And I I went to, I went away, um, went to Barcelona, I went to Wexford, and like I deleted everything, and just took my books, um, and it's hard, uh, but I think it's a hard,
0: it's, it's a hard execution of force.
1: yeah I think
0: that five minutes later when you're in that you're like yeah this is fucking great like
1: yeah yeah and i've i've never been the person that's maybe craved kind of the attention of others and um, so i'm lucky in that sense but i feel sorry for younger people nowadays because i think there's a real pressure to kind of find yourself through social media like nearly your social identity is as important if not more important than your physical identity. Mm, it's. or your real identity?
0: What was the one? Someone said it to me. I said I'm robbing that. <clears throat> he said no tombstone has ever said he had sixty thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. So yeah. yeah, might still. Yeah.
2: Um. We
1: might see one. Uh, with like a live a hashtag or now something. Now, like a li- <laughs> live like feed. I've seen those on art, and um, where you, <laughs> touch the touch, like Jesus. feed goes up. So I'm real nut now. Uh, yeah.
0: No, you're right, like you don't know what you might say. I think uh, I'm always trying to like just for a balance, like this is probably a good example. And I yeah. said this again, I said it to Nathan and Arla who I spoke with last week, like is that con- the connection you can't make with people. Yeah. Um if you know, I suppose if it's what we if you have similar interests, similar mindset, yeah, things yeah. like that. I think that is the positive. But a hundred percent like I know the day is Phones off, like yourself, yeah. I'm reading a book, I'm out with yeah. my kids, or, you know, the way out with the family, whatever it is.
2: Yeah. It, yeah.
0: No, You yeah. can't replicate that. Yeah. You can't, yeah. like, there's absolutely yeah. no way, like.
1: I think it's just important to remember that anything that happens on there isn't 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 real. Like, obviously, you've got news and things like that that are real, but, you know, um, things like relationships can be heightened through social media, you know, or, mm. um, like, you know, there can be, like it's very hard to interpret as well conversations like um you know, that's why emojis were invented, um, to try and kind of uh, convey emotion mm. um through text message Because the or tone just,
0: isn't always there. Yeah, yet.
1: and like people like especially cross culturally, like it can be very different. Um, you know, Is that how
0: why the voice messages have become very big now as well. Yeah. My mates are demon for it. I'm not joking, right? I get, like, at least three a day from him. Yeah. But, like, he just... he be, You get voice mail six minutes long. You're like, this must be important. Yeah. But he's just like, I'm just on my lunch, you know. Yeah. How are you? You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could have just rang me. Oh, no. you know? I'm a criminal
1: so, for that okay. as well. Just because um, I, I feel like there's it's something that we're kind of... Like, I I've, I've still ring people now and, like... People would be like, "What are you ringing me for?"
0: Yeah, like, well, that's that's phone. why a phone was invented. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's one for you, not gonna yeah. friends, darling, unexpectedly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's one. Whoa.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: no. just making sure. You know, how are you? Yeah, oh, what? you're not gonna door. darling. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, and I think as well, like it's also important, like to remember as well. There's like a real level of like superficialness. I don't know if that's a word, but um, if it is, uh, we'll use it. Um, like, go
0: because I know what you mean.
1: It's just very materialistic like it's very um, what I call like surface um, kind of communication like and I'm criminal for like I, I come off Facebook and um, pro- predominantly because my mum was on it and uh, it was another way for her to, to heckle me um, but I think what I started to realise again was like it was very easy to have this passive role in people's li- lives like mm-hmm. where you're like oh that person's had, had a baby I, I I like it but you kind of feel like your job's done there. Um, yeah, whereas the real world, you yeah. might
0: actually ring that person, yeah. see if they're doing all yeah, right, yeah, yeah. or like yeah. you say, knock around, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good yeah.
1: point. Um, or like, you know, someone's having a bad day, and, you know, um, you know they I don't know, maybe they've had an operation, or they're, they're sharing something on Facebook, and you go, I like it, my job's done. Mm. Um, and, yeah, just kind of that very much like, hey, how are you, grand, You? Yeah, yeah, good. We, oh, we must meet up soon and then like Never a few months later it's and so I kind of was like um, yeah I, I I I think people need to kind of have that in check it's hard um, especially yeah. for younger people because they've grown up with this really important medium of communication but um, yeah I think it's very important to kind of at times to like to pull yourself away from it and mm-hmm. you know what I've started to do is I was cr- probably criminal of like being at a concert and pulling out my phone Um I still do it like I take one video and maybe a picture here or there but like I try to not be one of those people that's like Instagram yeah, yeah and you're going to
0: release a DVD of the full concert yeah, afterwards like, yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah yeah I think something like that again this is just me like if I'm going somewhere like a gig cinema or anything like, yeah. I leave the phone at home yeah like, I don't need it yeah or same if I'm here watching um a film like i leave the phone there yeah. just for those listening or in my sitting room like, yeah. like what Well, you looking at film here yeah. like i leave the phone out of reach because yeah. I want to watch the film yeah, you know yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I think having little I don't say rules because like, that yeah. makes it sound very strict but just yeah. Oh, just little guidelines, yeah. maybe like I think. but yeah. um
1: It's it's it, it can be an addiction like anything else, and I think. It's not like,
0: recognized as an addiction yet, though, is it officially?
1: No, it's not yet because of the big companies that are. Cars. Yeah. Are pushing it, um, but yeah, I think like if 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 you feel dependent on it, um, and you feel like you need something to sustain you, like you you've got to kind of ask the question to yourself, like, is this healthy? Is mm-hmm. it? And um, what am I getting out of it like is it um is it making me feel good if it's, it doesn't make me feel bad you know um I you can stay in control of it, like you know, I am at a healthy place with technology where i I like to use it, but it's not controlling me yeah. um, I don't feel like if I get two likes on Facebook or on instagram that it, it makes me feel any better than getting a thousand I um, used it yeah, yeah, yeah I used yeah,
0: to be yeah. there and. Do you know what freed me from it actually was it's the challenges that I do.
2: Yeah.
0: Being honest with you, because I know like I can do no more here, do you know what yeah, I mean? Like I yeah. don't I, I can't yeah. go and squeeze a bit more out of myself yeah. for another like. It's like this is me yeah. in my opinion, this is me with integrity and sincerity yeah. doing my honest bit yeah. for what is something that is really important yeah. to me with mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just putting it out there and if you don't like it. Yeah, you don't like it if you do brilliant and I'll always I make a point I always feel it's important for me to say this that the positive of that is is exactly that the support I've gotten from strangers yeah, people i have never met or spoke to like it's been unbelievable and it is lovely it really is I got a lovely message from somebody last week and it was one of the nicest compliments I've ever had somebody said to me you come across extremely humble yeah extreme with with humility like that was was the nicest because to me i'm real i hope i don't come across like a cocky prick no i don't think so at all yeah yeah. that's what i'm saying for somebody to actually say to me geez what you're doing is amazing you're coming across with great humility like like, oh wow yeah
2: (laughs) that's amazing
0: like but yeah look that that's the absolute positive for what i do i just know when i get that yeah like i always say my whole thing i want to give people energy yeah. So someone's coming back saying that, you're like, yeah. Brilliant job done. But
2: yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm definitely over the likes thing. Yeah. A long time ago and followers and things like that. I don't think yeah, I get caught yeah, up in that. Like yeah. um
1: Yeah, I, I there was an interesting thing I read recently, it was like there's more over fifties on Facebook now than under twenty fives. So I do think the like younger people are becoming more, I suppose like, um, more aware of
0: you definitely read a lot more now about
1: yeah the sinister side yeah, yeah the sinister side of of um of like facebook was brilliant when it came out for us because the kind of people didn't realize that it was basically a mechanism for harvesting data and um, you know um although it has the benefits of this the social aspect of it and the connection like ultimately like everything you put in there and everything you do is telling somebody mm. something about you your behaviours
2: and might, what you
0: do the only thing of that right so I love so say running yeah the films I'm into whatever yeah, else I'm yeah. googling if I get sent an ad for a pair of runners that I'm going to like yeah. I don't mind yeah, it, yeah, that to me yeah. is fine it's when yeah. it's delving into the darker shit you're like all yeah. right lads <laughs> yeah, yeah you can back yeah. off but i kind of always say like yeah. google can follow me for two days if they want yeah. they're gonna be bored out at free. like yeah. all this guy does is running drink yeah. coffee like you i know? know but i
1: think i think as as <laughs> like as we become more dependent on on technology like the more
0: it's what you're giving away isn't
1: it yeah it's what you, it's like you own that what you do like you own what you you search you mm-hmm. own what you you like what you don't like um, you own the experiences you have and um, it's it's a strange time because like we're at i think we're at a stage now where like the boundaries are being tested and have been tested like recently obviously with some scandals mm-hmm. with facebook and things like that and um, but of like what do we own and what do we give up and like what should we give up mm. Um, so like I'm fine with, like, people asking me can they, you know, to sign up on a, for a cookie policy so they can target me for ads. Like, I'm okay mm. with that stuff. But, like, um, like there's other apps, you know, that you take your picture and they own your picture, and I'm not okay with that, you know. I'm, I'm not okay with them owning, like, my personal information, mm. my name, my job, my email address, you know, that being able to send that to whoever they want. Um, so... I think younger people are becoming more aware of that side of it, and um, which is great because you can see the transition away from Facebook. Um, but like, I do think, I do think it's just about getting that kind of healthy balance of like, okay, this is this is a, is a is an aspect of my life, but it's not my life. Um, it's a platform, and you yeah. let it be that, or whatever yeah. you're, you're know, yeah. reading, or share, yeah. and I I think if if people do feel happiness from it or they do feel something like some people do find their their tribe through social media I've I've had friends like that who've you know and especially if you come from maybe an LGBT community like you know I've had friends from the countryside who you know have said like Instagram's great for them because they can connect yeah
0: because they probably could be living in a Back in the nowhere, I've never had anybody to chat to. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly you have this reach of a community of people who are...
1: Yeah, yeah. And like that, like, you know, there's other instances of, you know, of, yeah, if you're struggling a bit mentally and you can actually maybe meet people in the same position as you. And because there's that boundary there, it's easier to talk to them Mm -hmm. as well. So
0: I had that with Twitter a good few years ago when I, I started a blog, I started writing. Yeah. And... When I was sharing that, I, that was the first time I yeah. sort of touched with different people who were yeah. experiencing, you know, different yeah. variances of depression. And uh, There was, initially there was something very comforting about that. Yeah. There really was because it was like, wow, well, we yeah. never spoke to anyone. But what I found then was, uh, how would you put it? Like, I don't say you become too close. I think but you almost become too open with the person, yeah. and it's like, Oh, this is the guy I talked to about my depression, yeah. And you're like, That's dangerous as well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm including myself in that, yeah, like, where yeah. someone else could be looking at me, yeah. right? So, you do yeah. need to be careful, and yeah. as you've just said a few minutes ago about particularly the tone of text and everything, yeah. Um, you need to make sure you're protecting yourself,
1: yeah, yeah. And like, I think you know, because I had that, I took part in um, Cycle Against Suicide one year, and um. Made the mistake of thinking I could definitely cycle a hundred k, which I paid for. Oh, is, it dub- is it Dublin to Galway? I went oh,
0: from. Oh no! This is the one that's all around. It's yeah, country, yeah. Isn't? I yeah, went yeah. from
1: uh, I went from Cork uh, to like Tipperary or something. It was a disaster. Yeah, I was in bits. Um, I had to actually borrow my sister's like pregnancy ring to sit down on a few days after. Put <laughs> sit down. Lovely. But um, I was talking at the schools and uh, I was really enjoying it. Um, just connecting with the the young people and the energy and um, and then yeah, yeah I started to notice that was people were confiding in me um, sorry I touched the mic there um, and I think um, you know you've got to kind of maintain like a, a healthy boundary um, and it's okay for people to say things like uh, yeah you know like this really helped me because maybe you know I resonated with that and that was something I experienced but I had to kind of say I'm not a medical professional and um, it's not my job um to kind of counsel um you know and I, I yeah I had to pull myself away from doing that stuff for a bit because uh it was tough because you don't want to feel like you're letting people down with the same breath like I I I I'm, I'm not a professional I'm not a counselor I'm not somebody that's kind of experienced in being able to um, you know help somebody through yeah. their own mental health I had it
0: today we, we were chatting there we was on the Today FM today yeah and the last question that Marie had asked me was what advice would you give people yeah and like uh, no, nothing against her like I, yeah. I think from a presenter's point of view it's probably the most obvious question yeah. to ask when you're on chatting about mental health yeah but like straight away I was just like yeah. I can barely advise myself. Like, I'm not a professional. No way. Um, And that, you're right. Like, I know, just from talking to people, I'd almost be afraid of saying something that they could think is advice. Yeah. Trying it. And it's like, you fucking tell me to do this. I'd be terrified of something like that. Yeah. And that's that's why I'm very, very careful of what I post. Um, Yeah. Instagram yeah. or whatever 'cause I'm afraid I just I am a little bit yeah. self conscious that oh shit like I hope nobody yeah. reads that, yeah. takes it and says, oh, I'm gonna do that. Well like
1: it could be something like, you know, you've spoke so much about running and I went out and ran and I hurt my knee and now I'm yeah. you know, I feel even <laughs> worse. Um and yeah, I think I think it's 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 very important. and um, you know, like I, I also think as well like the worst thing you can like I oh, used to hate here and it like when you were going through a bad, and now, you know, I go through bad, you know, good days, bad days, when, when people say things to you, like, the worst thing you can say is, like, oh, like, just look on the bright side, or, like, <laughs> be grateful for what you have. <laughs> Tomorrow's
0: kind of, another day, yeah, you know? white and bloody get there, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so
1: I think it's just about being, like, like, realistic, and I, I said earlier, like, you, you learn a lot more from listening than talking, and, and, um, so it's you know I've just learned that when people do kind of maybe overconfide in me, um, to just say like I think you should really talk to mm-hmm. um a, a professional um because they're better to kind of to to to.
0: It is nice though that somebody feels they can't say it to you on the first yeah, place. There yeah. is something nice about
1: that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in like I I've have I have now. And of shame and saying like I often go and speak to um, a brilliant woman um, and yeah it's like it's a form of, it is a form of therapy but like for me it's just a, it is the,
0: a friend or no a it's, just, it's
1: a yeah she's a counselor and um, I I I started going when I when my granny passed away because that was a really tough period for me where I was um, going through being out of football and and then my auntie passed away and like just ever since then like I've kept it up like and it's not I don't go every week or you know it's just kind of I f- go and then I fall out of seeing her and then I go back mm. and um it's it's just for the conversation like it's she challenges my way of thinking and um, I think again one of the negatives from being in sport we've talked about the positives but the negatives of being in sport is you label yourself I'm fit I'm unfit I'm Athletic, I'm not athletic, Uh, I'm a professional, I'm not a professional, you know, I'm an international. Um, Other people label you um, and you get used to that. Like I grew up with, oh this is Shauna, she's the footballer. So that's something I associate myself with and I struggled with it because I wanted to be more than that. Um, And one thing like uh, for me talking uh, to to this woman about is like... um, I'm not going to give her name because then everybody will be going to her, and she won't have time to see me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I'm going to ask you out there.
1: Is like she's trying me to stop using labels, not just for myself mm. but other people. And you see people like you just accept people for who they are, and you accept, you accept yourself. When you do something, it's not going, "Oh, I've I done that because I'm hot tempered," or "I done that because you know I'm this." It's so just in that moment yeah, you're hot tempered. Yeah, That's it. Like. Yeah, it's kind of the moment happens, and you learn to just. Mm. You know, and there's a confidence in that. Um, and I wish I had have learned that younger. I um, probably wouldn't have struggled with myself so much. But I, I don't think there's any shame in like going to see somebody. Like, uh, like I go to see a doctor for a checkup, uh, a dentist for a checkup. Like, um, when I'm sick, I'll go and see We well, have um, to say
0: there's shame in going to a doctor when you have to pay him bloody six to yeah, pay otherwise. Yeah, yeah. As your, My, my yeah. doctor says, right, you go in, because it was there recently because of a bloody chest infection. Fucking asthma, the damn weather. And he always says this, right? Just the sixty. Yeah, you know, like just the sixty, pal, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, just the six yeah. as if it's no biggie, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm doing you a favour here, yeah. Like. but yeah, you're hundred percent right, like, um yeah, I, I don't know, I think if you tell someone now you're going to a counsellor yeah. I don't think anyone will bat an eyelid. I think it's just no. Yeah, you're dead right.
2: Yeah, I d I
1: don't think there's any shame in it at all mm. and like um, even now more than ever, like, uh especially living in Ireland, like like for me being I'll say on air thirty one, um, you know, and being at a stage where like you know, there's this like housing crisis and I'm trying to kinda figure that out and, mm. you know, then I'm like wanting to really get this my career, you know, um, as successful as it can be and then, you know, I still want to have the holidays and these other things like um and yeah, we were just talking there about awareness of things like products and things like that, like um, just this constant kind of like busyness going on all the time. Um, and I don't think it's kind of any shame to kind of take some time out of your schedule to kind of have that self, self-check.
0: self One of the best things we ever did was I booked a block of counselling sessions when I was feeling good. Yeah. Because like it was a big step to go and do yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And but what I found, like you say, like yourself, you'll dip in and out because, yeah. like, look, it isn't bloody cheap either. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, you're trying yeah. to walk, like you say, but I,
2: yeah.
0: I remember just saying, like, rather than waiting till that yeah. point comes, where I'm feeling like shit. Yeah, I'm feeling okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go and do a block of counselling sessions now. Yeah, like trying to get it while you're there, yeah, like you know, yeah. and. Yeah you can literally go and chat to the person about the bloody weather. Like, you know, yeah. but just because I feel good yeah. this is going to help me feel good. And the longer and better I can feel good, great, you know. Yeah. So um, was it a big step for you to go to counselling? Um, All that said, because like I said, just from a generational point of view. Yeah,
1: definitely. I, I think um, like I was going through a really tough time um, injury wise, stuff going on outside football. I was away from home Um and I was, like, acting like everything was okay. And uh, to myself, I was, like, there's nothing wrong. Like, I like it's grand. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I was like that some days, like, where I just had no energy. I felt down. I Like, I was this happy person outside. And, like, you know, everybody probably looked in and was, like, football's going great. Like, you know, every, like, she's living the dream and um, playing football and doing her thing. And... Um and then, you know, I was really, really close to my granny. Um and although like we knew our death was coming, it still hits you like a train. Um and then then like me andy passing away you know, and then having to kinda deal with that. Um yeah, I was just kinda like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to a counselor 'cause you you know, if you go to a counsellor like there's definitely something wrong with you and mm. you know, you have this idea of like putting put tablets and things like that now, I never was uh, fortunately um and there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's again it's very um dependent on what you need as as a person um but yeah it took it took me a while to admit it to myself um and then i because i was kind of had spoke to Sarah Rowan and she was brilliant um and I said, listen, I need to, to pull away from this stuff for a bit and um, to figure stuff out. And um, she was great, but other people kept saying, like, what, "What are you doing? Like, where have you gone? You've dropped off the face of the planet." And um, it was then that I was like, "I'm just going to talk about it and see mm. what happens, um, and if people move away from me and think it's weird, uh, grand." It's to stay a problem, but. but um, yeah, it was kind of one of the best decisions I ever made because I, I've I think, you know, especially if you spend so much time around your friends and your family, uh, they're emotionally attached to you, um, and you go and speak to somebody that kind of doesn't have any emotional connect- connection to you. Um, they're very more a bit more
0: objective. I think isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like-
1: yeah, and it's it's a there's a a real um there's a real support in that because it kind of challenges your way of thinking. Um, and it's not an argument, or it's not. There's no emotion there. It's just like you think of things from a very pragmatic point of view, mm. um, and that helps me. Um, and now I think I just pay her to go and have the chats. Yeah, uh, just, oh,
0: you'd miss it if you went. Yeah, and go, yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about just to bring that on. What inspires you?
1: Um what inspires me? Uh, I have a six-year-old niece. Um, she inspires me. Um, I think. I'm I'm inspired by people being the best version of themselves, like like you, like I. I love seeing people um happy. I love seeing people just being them. And um, I'm inspired by. I've I've always wanted to have like a an impact, uh, like I want to, when I leave this this life, like I want to be remembered for something. Like I don't want to. I want to have a positive impact on society. And um, you know, I came from Killock where there was, you know, high drug abuse, high crime. Like, um, I remember being younger. Uh, I remember sitting in in a career thing, and it was like your choices are you work in this factory or that factory. Mm. You don't do anything else. Um, so for me, more than anything, I want to have an impact on on the area I come from and and younger people because, uh, I think it's it's important to kind of go now like. It mightn't be handed to you on a, on a plate. You mightn't have, um, you know, the financial support or the or the backing of, you know, maybe kids from other areas or other families. But you can do it, um, and that that inspires me. Like, you know, I, I, I get the bus in the morning and listen to the kids having conversations. Like, and um. Yeah, it's, it, I think I'm I'm inspired by very, I suppose, sim- simple things. Like, I've always wanted a simple life. Um, so I've never been drawn by the fancy cars or the big mm-hmm. houses or anything. Um, I'm inspired by people like you, um, who are just honest, hard-working people, trying to n- not do things um, for fame, but are just trying to lift up the, the few people around them. Um, and I think if more people can do that, it'd be... It'd be a better place to live, in. and and I don't mean for that to sound pageanty uh, or No, old. it's not. Uh, Thanks very much yeah, the way, Yeah, just. But I, I think it's like you know, it's important to um to kind of you know not get cu- caught up too much in in the you know, I suppose the materialistic side of things. Um.
0: Why we, you mentioned it like Killock, right? So I grew yeah. up. I grew up in callester right? Yeah. So. Colester would be traditionally kind of a middle-class area. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of older people. Yeah. So my mum, I lived on the road that my ma grew up on. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it was weird. It's one of them roads. like There's loads of families like yeah. that where they didn't move too far. Yeah. But beside us is Dunny Kearney, which yeah. would be quite working class. Yeah. But I had a politician knock at the door here a while ago and I told him. We said, listen here. Whatever way the conversation went, and I said to him, we said in the last year there had been three deaths yeah. by heroin overdose
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: In Cholester in the last year, we said yeah. that's a middle class area. We said heroin overdose like yeah. Like
2: what? What? Look like, what have yeah. we got to
0: say for that, like? Yeah. My point is, like growing up and even now, like, like I see myself as. Low income, low skilled, mm-hmm. and it comes. I don't know where that comes from, yeah. right? It's because people look at like I got told I was posh growing up, like yeah, lesser, yeah. like I have loads of money. Like, yeah. I lived in a fucking mobile home for the four two years of my life, yeah, because like that, my man and dad had nothing, like,
2: yeah, nothing.
0: Um, like most young couples in, the, in Dublin yeah. in the 80s, yeah. do you know that way? Yeah, and when I think of how fucking hard things can be like yeah. and we were talking again a bit beforehand about working and yeah. paying bills moving back in with your man yeah. da or whatever like I what think about my man. Da? they were 22 or 23 with all of that yeah and I'm like holy jesus like Um. but me, sorry my me point oh he completely drifted off sorry it. no my point in Kulak was a friend of mine who uh who you know Dave Curran yeah we spoke about him before yeah. he's he's my fucking inspiration I love yeah. the man He's a teacher still in class to deal yeah. like, but he spoke. I was speaking to him recently and the shooting in kill like a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, He said to me, like, he said he lay awake at night. Yeah. That night, he said he could not get it out of his head. Mm-hmm. Like a 22 year old boy, like, yeah. went down that road and ended up getting shot. Like, he said, like, yeah. He knew the kids, you know, that way just from being in the area and teaching in the school because, you know, the The school was, or the college was a school as well and he just said he just could not fathom it. He couldn't get his head around it and, like you're saying, like that kid growing up, what was he told? Like, you're saying, here's this factory or this factory, here's this gun or this gun.
2: Yeah, I think like,
1: uh, you know, I I was chatting to somebody recently about this, like, I had probably seen more by the time I was 14 or 15 than Mm. most people. see for the, yeah. the the whole our life and oh, I do think know
0: my point Shauna sorry that was the start of it right yeah I uh, was sorry to put you again with mental health awareness right yeah and here's my bugbear would uh, get up go down to the 40 foot and do your morning yoga and have a little dip in the sea and go home and have some poached eggs with some lightly toasted homemade bread yeah and enjoy your day and everything will be yeah. fine like
1: what Sounds like an average day in cooler. Fuck,
0: like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think, and this is all about what's promoted and sold because yeah. it's a fucking industry. See, so I'm yeah. coursing now. That's usually yeah. a sign of getting a bit irate, right? Yeah. But my point is, it's so vanilla and clean cut and aimed at the middle classes, right? Yeah. And I'm including myself in that, right? Because yeah. it's aimed at people who have some sort of disposable income. Not that I do have it. But yeah, like... That was my point. Yeah. That kid in Kulok no company selling fucking poached eggs or yoga or whatever. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about that young fella. No and, and um And pardon me, I know there might be somebody listening who knows that family that I'm not being disrespectful yeah. to them. Yeah. I'm talking about society, I'm talking yeah. about what's portrayed in the media, about that message of, you know, yeah. self care. Yeah. No one gave a shit about that young fella.
1: And do you know what, like that's the thing is nobody nobody Parents don't grow up thinking I'm, I'm going to raise a criminal or no child grows up thinking mm. I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to have this lifestyle. Um, like, the unfortunate nature uh, of being from an area like Kulak is um, is you've two choices, a wrong one and a right one. Um, and, you know, I think it's a lot easier in an area like that to... to accept the wrong choice if you're a, a 13 or 14 year old and I've been there like you know um, you I remember being out in the street and you'd be kicking a ball around and you'd see someone drive up on a Land Rover and
0: you know what it is, yeah. yeah, they're not yeah. selling
1: ice cream like. no like you know then you know you're looking at other people that you know either your parents or whoever else and they're putting in you know my parents work from the time they were 12 um, working class you know, um and I know other kids might look at that and go, Well if I if I just do that, geez, that's easy money and I drive that fancy car and I can help me man that they don't think about it like they don't they don't think about the negatives of it it's because it's kind of romanticized in their yeah, head maybe it's romanticized. they don't know any difference. Yeah, yeah. And and like I had a I had a um I I was lucky enough to have many reality checks um you know from you Know just things that where I'd seen that have gone well, okay. Right, I need to move away from this. Said so I spent Friday nights in Tolka, so mm. and I, my, my wild side was relatively curved. I did enjoy a party here and there, but like my energy was put into football, and I had me, my dad that mm. challenge. Have
0: you read Philly McMahon's book?
1: I do you know what I have, and I also uh, I got the company I work in now to get me in for, for a talk. And um, and a lot of what Philly said, we had a chat after, um, I felt the same and I only said this to someone the other day, like I remember I taught everyone, like being thirteen or fourteen, like learning about like don't pick up those needles on the ground mm. and you know, um little things like um like there was a methadone clinic across the street from, from your family home and like like the you know, the the people would come out of it and like wander down the road and jump over the wall, you know, with their bottles of fi and stuff like that. and Like, being 13 or 14 and knowing what that was and, mm. like, um, I just thought that was how it was for everyone. And, um, I remember going to play a football match um, against a team from the south side, private school, and it was the first time, like, they were really mean, like, really. Now, don't get me wrong, we were probably, like, the north northsiders that were kicking lumps out mm. and stuff like that, but, like, they said some, like, even the, the teacher had said some horrible things. And I remember coming back on the bus and that was the first time where I was like... You know, because I remember pulling into the school and they had, like, big televisions and all these fancy classrooms. And we were all mesmerised because mm. we'd been in school in Kulak. Um And then I remember just being... I remember that was the first time I felt really different. Um, and I felt like, wow, well, like, OK, maybe... You know, that was when I started to go like, right, well, this is the path lined out for me. Like, I don't, I'm not from there, so I don't have that, those luxuries. So, you know, maybe this is my life. Killock will be my life. And, you know, that's the confinement of that area um, is how I'll grow up. And I was fortunate enough that my parents were quite like, my dad sat me down and was like, listen, this school thing, right, you're not great at it. We know that, right? let's call a spade a spade here. But <laughs> you're, you're okay at football, so... you probably not
0: allowed to say that uh, to a kid now, Yeah, are, you yeah, mean. yeah. Skilled team just isn't yeah.
1: working. Um, <laughs> so I kind of had that luxury of my dad to go and, you know, focus near football and, like, you know, I he coached the team and I was out most nights of the week with him if I wasn't training myself. My best friend Gary Deegan played for Shells, plays in England now, so...
0: Rumours are afoot there by the way, he yeah. could be on his way home. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, with a bit of luck. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think, yeah, I've seen so many friends. Um, for me, I remember a really tough time when I first went off to Arsenal. Um, I hated it. What age were you? I was just going to send in. It's very young, isn't it, you look at it now. I hated but... it, I absolutely hated it. and uh, I, I was doing what I, what I could to get kicked out. And Emma Hayes, the coach at the time, was like, no, no, like, you know, really trying to keep on the straight and narrow and stop going to class. And my mum was like, if you come home at Christmas and you really don't like it, well, then you can stay at home. Now, there was no Facebook around then. Mm. So I just, in my head, thought, everybody at home is in Coolock. They're having big parties. It's all going great. Um, and I miss now. I'm over here playing football with people I don't really know. I didn't know.
0: realize you were that young when
1: you went away yeah yeah mm. and i hadn't really been away mm-hmm. like i'd been on family holidays but not away um and away with ireland and stuff and um, and i came home at christmas and i was dead set on it like i was like i'm not going back i'm just gonna live my life I'm not gonna whatever happens i do i'm just gonna enjoy myself and i went into it was meeting my mates in town and i went into temple bar and i was using an atm and i looked down and a girl I'd finished in school with six months ago I was begging. And she had track marks from injecting up both arms. And I, it was the, I think it was the first and only ever time where I feel, you know, that feeling where your mm-hmm. stomach, you feel like it hits the ground. I just didn't know what to do. I didn't, didn't say anything to her. And I remember just I, I just got in a taxi and went home and I, I, I cried to my mum because I couldn't understand how I felt really guilty about how I had had this opportunity. You were giving out
0: about your situation that yeah. probably didn't look yeah. too bad now. Like, yeah. yeah, and
1: which, this girl yeah. that was more intelligent than I was, that was was pretty, like she could definitely could have been a model, you know, she had everything going mm. for her. And here I was, like, excuse the French, but pissing this opportunity away. Um, I had a choice, she didn't. Uh, and it was then I remember just going back and being like, no, you know, people from where I'm from don't get this opportunity. Um, you know, like, I worked hard for it, but that doesn't mean, like, that because you work hard for it that you're entitled for it to be successful. No, you're right, so. it doesn't. i tell
0: you why, right? The Rocky movies warp my vision. <laughs> oh, I'm serious, right? You yeah, work hard, it'll all come through, like, and, yeah. like, that's a real bizarre example, no. right? But I've had that, like, where yeah. I felt... I've woke me arse off at stuff like, and nothing has come of it. You're
2: like,
0: what do we have to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's not a case like what you're saying. I haven't had that experience where I've seen someone, yeah, in that situation who we were maybe sitting beside in the classroom a few months earlier. But yeah, I don't know. Is that part of it where people don't understand one, what hard work is, and don't understand that it doesn't always work out? Or that it could work out. Yeah, it is I don't know. It's a strange one, like yeah. it, it's.
1: I think, um, like being younger. I think the perception was was like being from an area like Kilkulak was very much like, um, <coughs> it doesn't matter what we do because this is where we're from and this is this is what people think of us, um, and you know you kind of feel like it's already set out for you. It's
0: um, weird, right? Because and admittedly, right, when we were younger. And I remember I did a podcast on Philly McMahon's book yeah, yeah. after I read it, and I was saying it about that. Like, our perception as kids was if you were from Ballymun, you were a scumbag. Yeah. That was it. Like, yeah, y- yeah. You know, and
2: yeah.
0: I don't even know yeah. where that came from. But the gas thing was, right, when we were in school, I went to Paul's, right? Yeah. Um, oh, worst five years of my life. Anyway, in Paul's, there were so many heads from quite affluent areas yeah. which I won't say where but yeah. you know where I'm behind, yeah. but, um, <laughs> they looked at us yeah. like we were the scumbags and like, you yeah, yeah, yeah. like when you look back it's like this is so weird and such a strange way for teenagers to behave like yeah. you just judge people by a, a letter postcode. and a, a postcode like it's yeah. so yeah.
2: Like,
0: it's awful when you yeah. look back on it you know yeah.
1: and people have that perception of me a lot of times like when I you know, when they
0: actually you get it and work, do you?
1: I get it mm. all the time no, no matter either. what it is. Yeah. Um you know, it it's nearly like I think it's quite an an ignorant thing is like people find it like uh there's an ignorance when you're when you can when you're able to speak about things um you know, uh, on quite an, an intellectual level. Mm. Uh and and then they go so uh, like where did you go to school? Now, I was fortunate because I went to class Dooligan and then Mount Temple which were two great schools um, and my parents put me into Mount Temple just because to get to kind of they want me to to focus on getting the leaving cert um, and I was supposed to go to Mount Temple because it was non-denominational in any way um, but I had only gone there for kind of just over a year and a half and um, I I went to class Dooligan for the rest of my edu- education but yeah, I say, oh, well, I'm Frank Olak. You know, and it's kind of like, what?
0: I play up to it and work. Yeah. I Like, I get that high north side, I'm a scumbag, and yeah, I'll, be, yeah. I'll just, yeah, yeah, I'll rob you a car. Like, what's Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. the problem? Like, you know? Yeah. And you're like, what? It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, just shut up, like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like.
1: And I mean, I've lived in some lived in some nice places as well, and, and I think, I don't know, I think, um, you know, like, kind of lived on the south side of the city and in other areas and uh yeah there's there's nowhere like cool like it's special for me and like yeah it's 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 home and the people there are real and they are honest and hard working. i well, we
0: always say it, and i've said it before again we, we said it last week on this podcast when i'm delivering pizzas right where do we get the most tips yeah Is yeah Darndale Kilock yeah, yeah. Hulock, yeah. Um, Bell Camp yeah that's not a word of a lie yeah. it's those areas when yeah. you go in and it's because as you say I think working class people they see some bloke out delivering pizzas on a Saturday night yeah. they know he's yeah, walking yeah. his arse off to yeah. obviously pay some bill yeah. when he's probably doing something during the week as well Like yeah. so there's definitely a recognition there yeah. and are always people are always fucking sound as well like, yeah um, Particularly this time of year, like I I last I was saying this year, yeah. on Saturday it was ridiculously busy like. Yeah. But like to be nights be raining, to be people telling you to stand in the porch and all where they're gonna get oh, yeah. and they stand yeah. in there like and yeah. yeah, it's uh it's definitely it was a it was a lesson I to learn mm. very quick growing up, it's just not to judge people from where they're yeah. from. Um I hate stereotypes. Yeah. Um Sean, I'm gonna wrap it up shortly, yeah, just in about a minute or two 'cause uh yeah, it's about three in the morning. Um <laughs> Just this has been class by the way. I could go on for another two no hours. It's been yeah. brilliant. Um thanks very much. I, I I kinda I no plan for this. I never yeah. do. No, so it's to, good get, to, you. to get a two hour like gig is fantastic. We normally do this much. the side of a side. Yeah, of pitch side of a pitch, somewhere. so this yeah. is deadly, yeah. Um just talk about just to wrap it up, um we're heading into twenty twenty. I don't want to say New Year's resolutions because that's just really cheesy. Yeah. And, but just any plans for the year, anything you'd like to achieve, and just what you'd like to see set out for yourself.
1: Yeah, I, I actually, um, I'm a f- I don't do New Year's resolutions. Um, I do, I do goals. Um, so like, I always try to challenge myself to learn something new. Um, so like, some of the stuff has been random over the years. The ukulele, I've gone. Uh, carving spoons Um just I just challenge myself to learn something um, and it's something that maybe I feel might be a tradition that um, is very far away from what I do on a day-to-day so like um, something just very different um, and I just set other goals so that's kind of just something to learn and um, might be somewhere to travel whether it's in Ireland or, or abroad um, and then For me, uh, I think 2020, I'll be off skiing into the new year um, and I'll take kind of that week to figure out what I want. Um, My career since finishing football is important, so I hope um, to start moving into kind of the realms of becoming a senior at what I do. Um, And I think the other one as well for 2020 for me is uh, I'm really trying to get a house. and yeah, in terms of on a personal level, um, 2019 um, was really difficult for me. I, I changed jobs and kind of personal stuff has happened. Uh, so I had a bit of a hard year. And um, I think for me, 2020 is just about kind of um, just maintaining balance, really. That's the focus.
0: Deadly. Super. Listen, believe that. So, look, I just want to say thanks very much. Thank you. For giving up your time. No yeah, problem. Because you are busy. We've established <laughs> that. So, thanks very much. Thank and you. I just want to say thanks to you for the support you've given me no over worries. the last year or so. Um, and I always say, yourself and the girls have been unbelievable yeah. um, with all the stuff I've done and the support you've given me. Yeah. So, I just want to say thanks very no much worries. for that. No worries. Really, pleasure. Really appreciate it. So,
2: um, thanks very much and happy Christmas to you. Same to you. Cheers. Thank you.